welcome to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. And I am your am. And I'm your pro. I had to think about it for a second. I just Not because to... I, I'm confident in my abilities that they've shot up that much, just brain fart. I just paused to try to match you and be cool. So speaking of matching me, uh, Chris and I went out and played some disc golf together. Played... We played 19 holes, right? Because we were tied. Yep. Okay. Well, Whoa. let's 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 not let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, we played our local Creekside. We played yeah Creekside Park, which is the Walter Frederick Morrison Disc Golf Park, mm-hmm. named after the founder of the Frisbee, the inventor of the Frisbee. True story. So, um, know your history, folks. Uh, Useless trivia bit for he, the day. And he's from Utah. That's why his park is here. <laughs> um, yes, yes. So we went out, and I gotta say, Chris, I fully expected you know this pro-am thing that uh it would have been pretty much a slaughter and you would have been leading me by you know 18 20 strokes <laughs> that's not how the day turned out is it no but it did not quite go how i expected either i was thinking that you were gonna put the beat down on me i didn't think that would happen but um why don't you tell everybody why it wasn't a complete blowout i played my first ever disc golf left-handed yeah so chris played the entire round Left-handed. He is right-handed, for those of you that are are listening. And uh, I played the entire round the best I possibly could with my dominant hand. You kind of had an off day a little bit. I had a couple really bad holes. Yeah. And um, honestly, I thought you missed a putt, but you were just throwing a a disc back to your basket. Oh. So I just tossed in, like not really thinking about it, knowing that I was still a stroke ahead. Mm -hmm. And I missed, you know, just kind of tanked it. But I, I, so that was <sighs> got to pay attention, got to pay attention. Cause you know, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was me not paying attention. Yeah. But, but matching, we did a lot of that. We did a lot of that. So, um, hole one, you, we tied, right? Yep. Both bogey. The first one, both bogey. The first one. Um, I shouldn't have Chris. I threw straight into a tree. Yeah. I bear, bear in mind, this is my first time playing left-handed. So by the end, I kind of figured out how to throw. So but. this hole is the, the T is pretty much straight off to you, but if you go throw too far, right, you're hitting trees or the road or the road and OB. So mm-hmm. you have to play it fairly conservatively. And I don't, I don't know how to do left-handed and I don't know how to flick. So, <laughs> um, I often hit those trees, but I p- tried to play it safe and just put it in the fairway so and you you did which gave me a nice long upshot which kept me away from from a park because that mm-hmm. was a long upshot mm-hmm. um hole two is a funky little hole lots of trees lots of trees like it's just it's the thunderdome mm-hmm. of of disc golf holes like it's 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 like a it's an arena of trees and i think that's a good summary of how we played it yeah <laughs> so chris had you i think you threw first because you just did throw first yeah I started. and uh but we were still tied and you shanked your drive off yep, to the right, a tree. and right. I thought, oh, easy peasy. And then I shanked my drive Hit the off same the right tree. with, and I have no excuse. Chris, again, throwing left-handed through very tight trees. I just screwed up. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, I, and we won't bore you through the entire round, but. Um, we probably tied more than half the holes. I, I think we definitely I did. I think we probably had like six scoring holes. So going into hole um 16 i think it was we tied up i think we tied on 16 i i gained my stroke back because you eventually got a stroke ahead of me. i was i was one up going into 17 oh you're one up going into 17 because i three putted 17 
Oh, that's right. From and 25 I, feet. And that's the one that I would have two putted, but, but you I missed your... but I missed because I was like, oh, he missed it. So he's got another yep. putt. And then yep. you sunk your, your long putt. I was aggressive on my 25 footer and I got over the top to another 25 yeah. footer and I airballed that one. Yeah. And I, and I thought, well, anyway, we talked about that. So we're tied going in 18, which is a 200 and, but I'm going to, I'm going to back it up a little bit. So 16 and 17 are both long straight holes but tight fairways kind of and, tunnels and a tree ceiling for sure and uh i have never had good long drives on those holes because i i would have to go up to mm-hmm. get my distance um i threw my g-star shrike that's fairly lightweight it's purple it's purple it is the grimmest disc i think i've talked about it before um or, or prince that's what prince would throw yeah it's it's his purple rain yeah and uh like on both these drives, the best drives I've ever had on these holes, some of the best drives I've ever had, period. Like I, I remember the feeling on 16. I was up one, just both part a couple holes in a row, and he just piped it. And I was like, well, I'm uh, kind of in trouble here because I cannot do that. I think you were saying something like, I want to cheer for you. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but I'm I want to cheer for you, but I'm playing against you. So yeah. good shot, but I'm mad at you. And it was, it was a beautiful shot. It was very like, good. I mean – for anybody, that was a good shot. Yeah, it's, I'm in 325 foot hole, maybe just straight tunnel, and you're in circle two. Yeah, that's that was good. Yeah, um, and then same thing on 17. So going into 18, uh, Chris, you still have We're the tee, tied. right? Yeah, no, tee. you took it. No, on. I had, the, I took the tee. Dang it, that's what. Happened. So this, this is the even better part. So it's the same thing except for so there's tight trees on the left and a little bit of a ceiling at the tee box, mm-hmm. but then it opens up completely on the right. Mm-hmm. So. And it's about what, 320? No, less. Under 300. So 280 maybe? Yeah, probably 280. There's a tree over the tee box, but after that, it's pretty open air. Yeah, so if you can get past the 20 feet after the tee box, you can, right hand, backhand is just, it's a perfect hole for it. I threw the same disc. Had he he matched the last two tee shots on this hole, it was game over. Oh, absolutely. Nail in the coffin. But I completely shanked my drive. Worst shot of the day. Into the ground. Worst shot of the day. Probably, yeah. My worst shot of the day. Like it went 30 feet and then down. The pressure was so real. Yeah. And then um, you had the box and I thought like, oh no. But your drive went so far right. I was a little worried of the tree on the left. There's one right in front of the tee box on the left. And I knew if I hit that, it was over. Yeah. So I tried to miss it and just shanked it right. Yeah. But you, I mean, you got distance. You yeah. got, you yeah. got out far enough, but you were probably a hundred feet. From also the, not good. Yeah. yeah. From the basket. So I thought, okay, I'm back in the game and my, my mid, my short range, my mid range games. Okay. Like you've seen, like, yeah. I can, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I can get my EMAC out there pretty well. Mm-hmm. Completely shanked that to the moon. Yeah. It was just straight up. Yeah. Don't know how. Don't know why, just shanked it. So I'm licking my chops again. Yeah. And uh, were we tied on 18? We were tied yeah, on we 18. we were tied. Because so 16, get... 16 I tied us, and then we were tied. Yep. seven. Okay, yeah. So he's he's probably still 40 feet out for three. Yeah. I'm 100 feet out throwing my second, and I know if I get up and down, I'm going to beat him. Yeah. And, Swing uh, and a miss. Left at like 25 feet short. That's right. And then I, I – so we both bogeyed, and we both tied. We're yep. tied. After 18 and uh, dramatic finish. Yeah, this is we're also playing for tags. And this is actually my first time I've ever played for tags past like the tournament where we got our tags. And I scored the number two. Yeah. So Chris has number two. I'm sitting with 91, which is just what I've been sitting with all year, which it's April. It's not that far into the year. But uh, and then you had like number 87 before that or something. So I was like, oh, no big deal. But then Chris at the hole one, Chris busts out number two. And two things went through my head is one is 
Oh, how rad would that be? Well, three things, I guess. That would be num- that was the first thing. Second thing is everyone's going to think, how the hell did he get this? <laughs> and the third thing is, oh, I'm actually going to have to participate in tag rounds because I'm going to start getting challenged. <laughs> and so there was a little bit of a, I wanted it, but mm-hmm. I was also a little leery of getting it because I didn't want to have to go out and you know try to schedule games with everybody because my schedule gets tight. Mm-hmm. So we decide, so we're tied and we're wondering, what do we do? And uh, I said, well, we can just, I said, well, if we tie, you keep the tag, right? And he's like, yep. Or we can play for it. Yeah. So we made a safari hole to the practice basket that was 350, 400 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably, probably 350, yeah. 375. Yeah. Probably like. closer to 375. Um, which is, if you listen to the show, like 300 ish is kind of my max distance. Mm-hmm. Like 280 to 320 is where I'm in, but I'm more often in the 280 range than I am 300. So. Um, Chris has the box. No, I have the box. You have the box. I have the box. And I throw, and it's a solid drive for me, probably 260, 270, something yeah. like that range. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with it. It's, it's playable. And then what do you do, Chris? Left again, left-handed. So a little quick backstory here. Building a left-handed bag, I pretty much grabbed six understable discs. They were all pretty similar right-handed, but I figured if I didn't like how one felt left-handed, I'd just throw a different one. So I picked one up that was an escape. It was going okay for me, kind of stable, kind of not too far. And it's like, you know, he laid up-ish. I'm going to lay up-ish. Oh, that wasn't a layup. That was a drive. I said ish-ish. <laughs> like, you're not you're not putting. So no, I'm not putting. Decided to just be aggressive, which I don't know how to do left-handed. Put the escape away, pulled out a bio-renegade, and just mashed it. Like, by far the best left-handed shot of my life. Oh, it was easy. I, well, I measured it. How far was it? It's like 340, 350? Yeah, I think Somewhere so. in there? Yeah, because I, I have a view, uh, range finder in my back. Oh, right, right, right. And it was like 150-something. No, so no, no, no. I think no. it was like 120? 120-something. Yeah, like 180. Yeah, so 360. 125, something like that. Yeah. Just gorgeous, full-flex flight renegade. So that would put our basket probably closer to 380 then, because yeah. you were still I was, out. Uh, just, you were, you just outside range. circle yeah. one. Yeah. No, you are further than that. Circle two. I was in circle two. I was in the tree. Across the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, poetically, he throws a second, lands about three feet away from my drive. Oh, yeah, we were right. I forgot that. We were right next to each other. And he was out by a few inches. So he had to make a putt from 40 feet through a tree to make me make mine to win. And I did not do that. So I lit up and won. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, So, you, yeah, you gained two strokes on me in that hole. I did. So you finished two up. Uh Pretty good. I had a blast. It was I thought a great it was a really match. fun round. I was pressured and nervous and terrified all at the same time. So uh, it's a lot of fun, though. That was that was definitely the pro am round, though, because it was. Uh, yeah, and you got your consolation cake. I yes, Chris showed up today and handed me this bunt cake that weighs about sixteen pounds, <laughs> and it uh, it just looks so good. So consolation I, prize. Yeah, his mom bakes apparently. Yeah, she loves to bake. Yeah. So any so. excuse she gets, including you not beating me. <laughs> cake I, hey I, that's worth more to me than the two tag so yeah probably so we both win yeah i get to keep the cake no one's gonna challenge i don't me even care that. about the two tag i just care about that last shot that was it well was that good. was so good that well, i think i told you practice that because if you can do yeah. that then that will help you yeah in tournament play for i might sure. just give up forehand and go backhand backhand yeah i mean you got 360 out of it and it was perfect like it was a full flight s-curve glide mm-hmm. What disc was it again? A Bio Renegade. Bio Renegade. Pretty understable, fairly okay. fast. 
don't think I've ever thrown a renegade. I like them. Um, but that was a fun, fun round. That was a great time. I really so, enjoyed it. Uh, if you guys have any other strange rounds that you want us to try, I think, I don't know, maybe we should switch bags. Oh, sometime. boy. We would both struggle with that. Oh, I know we would. Because I don't carry understable and you don't carry overstable. I have a little bit of overstable stuff, but not a lot. Yeah. Actually, that'd, do I have anything overstable? Um, not, no, not like, you know, as, as tempe as your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Converted. Um, geez, what do I have? The, probably my most overstable disc that I've got right now in my bag would be my destroyer. Oh, I can get by with the destroyer. Yeah. And that's, it's a DX destroyer. I said on a previous episode, I'd never thrown a destroyer out of stubbornness. And then I was at the shop and thought, oh, I'll get a destroyer. Everybody likes them. DX is kind of a gamble though. Yeah. They can do anything. Well, and it, and it's, a, I got a little chunked up, but, yeah. uh, it's, it's a rad like a disc. It's a cool stamp, but the big one. Yeah. With the big like robot and it's a rainbow foil. So, um, awesome. And it's green. It's like bright. Oh, nice. Green. Yeah. It's Green's hard to find. Well, no, not this green. It's like a, it's a very like not bright. It's like a pastel green almost. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. But that's a good point. I think that's the only green disc I've ever bought on purpose. Yeah, green, because I don't usually buy common. green. No. I don't know why. Hmm. Because it blends right in with grass. So does my gold ballista. Does it? I guess if it's dry. It's gold and silver swirly. Like in oh, yeah, Phoenix, the grass was the same color. I could watch it land and not find it. <laughs> it's gorgeous though. Yeah. Like in the daylight, it's a super pretty disc. Um, but I want to talk to you about my destroyer actually. Okay. That, that brings me to this because I was out playing around today. I played 18 holes today at, just here at the U. I just played two rounds on our nine hole course. And hole seven is just a slight downhill, fairly wide open. I mean, there's trees, but it's pretty wide. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're not, trees don't really come into play too much. And so um, there I aim for either, there's a Praxair tank at one of the mm-hmm. uh, biology buildings or something, or I think it's a microbiology building. Yep. And beyond that is the dome of the Utah State Capitol. So I aim for either of those, which usually puts me real close to the basket. And I threw my destroyer, and there was a little bit of a crosswind from where I was. And it was a beautiful line. Like, it was actually a really nice throw, and it was going right there. But then it, you know, and it was a little bit of a hyzer, I guess, this way, then that would be. Mm-hmm. Is that a hyzer flip? Or no? Not a hyzer flip, but that's, I don't know. Slight hyzer on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, instead of starting to fade, you know, like it should have, it just, like, the wind caught it and just, pushed it pushed it and it was far like it was i think i measured it and it was like i don't know 340 feet or something oh. so a very far throw for me but also like way out like not, not quite right not not where i wanted it uh-huh. like in in the fairway for nine um oh. so but you threw it far yeah but what what happened and what should i have done with that uh it sounds like a headwind okay and it sounds like a beat up disc all right so in a headwind, you can. We kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago. You can go heavier. You can go more overstable to make sure that it'll still finish left. Okay. Because a headwind ups the wing speed, which makes it more understable and makes it fly glidier. Okay. So that's why you got that pop up drift out. Right. And it's probably the beat up makes more sense because it's yep. my most overstable disc. Yeah. But, but the wear characteristics. Yeah. The older any disc gets, the more understable. Well, it gets. it's a new disc, but it, it's it's DX. Yeah. They and beat very quickly. I like DX, but it is it beats so fast. Yeah. It's like. I don't, I don't throw a ton of different brands, but I throw mostly Trilogy and Innova and Prime, which is Trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, Trilogy's basic stuff or whatever it is across the other companies. Yeah. 
to me beats up so much slower than DX. Like DX just chunks out quick. So, but I li- I like the feel of it. Yeah, I love the grippy plastic. Yeah, but it uh that makes perfect sense. So yeah, because if you saw it, like it hit a tree and it was yeah very chunked yeah. up. So that makes a D- lot of sense. DX and prime stuff, one or two good tree hits can totally change it. Totally change it. Okay, that makes sense because because then I threw a um I think one of my strikes. And they're either the champion or star, and mm-hmm. it, it did what it always does, which is yep. just go left, which I overcompensate a little bit. But yeah, the premium plastic holds durability a lot better, so the flight will change l- slower through its life. Where the base plastics are super grippy and they beat really fast. That makes sense. Oh, okay, well that that now you know. Yeah, because I'm just because I knew that was a that's a diselection thing because my shot was good. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like you threw it very well. Something else I just forgot about this until now happened today that Ooh. I have never seen happen to anybody, but I'm sure it's happened to lots of people. Okay, but it's I'm probably intrigued. happened to you a bunch I'm of intrigued. times. Intrigued. Um, so they're mock three baskets. Yep. And I hit a putt. I didn't like. I was four. I don't know, six feet out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't need to mash it in. I wasn't you know trying to run it. It was just going in. Hit the chains, perfect. You know, center center pole, dropped into the cage, like right on into the cage. It wasn't a side hit, mm-hmm. you know, anything. It was straight on the pole into the cage, hit the bottom of the cage and bounced, bounced out. Bounced out. Yep. Welcome to disc golf. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's probably the most frustrating. I mean, I I get more pole outs where I the chains don't line up quite right and I get into the pole and it yeah. bounces off, and that's super frustrating. But when it goes chains basket. And bounces out, there's nothing you could do. You got the right chain hit, and you just got unlucky. Yeah. I mean, that's just nuts. Well, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, I guess I should have thrown a harder disc, yeah. but I like putting with these discs. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's bad luck. It's now, like a golf ball rolling in and bouncing out. I can't remember. I, I meant to look it up. With the new rule change on holding out, does that still count or no? Nope. Because it has to supported rest. By, supported, yep, yeah. supported by the basket. So that's a... It did enter correctly. Yeah, it entered perfectly. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a perfect putt from, from where it was, like... You couldn't have done any better. It just was something I didn't even know was possible. Yeah, quite unlucky is all <laughs> I've got there. Yeah, I think it just hit the rim of the disc perfect and sprung out. Yep. And yeah, good, good try. Yeah. No, but I mean, it was like, it was a perfect putt. Yep. Just, it would be like putting it in and then having it hit and bounce out. Yeah, exactly. And, and golf. So, um, well, so you've heard about some frustrations that I've had. Not I don't even say frustrations, just learning curves, learning experience. Because I wasn't frustrated by it. That was the type of thing. It's like, really, that happened. I, well, I, yeah, like I did exactly what I should have done. If that cost me a tournament, then I would be probably a little bit more bummed. But that's also just terrible luck. Yeah, and everyone will just say it's it. It happens. Yeah. We all get spit outs. Yeah, but I mean that's not even a spit out. That's like no, but it's it's still the same unlucky. Oh yeah, no, you can't do anything about it. Because I've had ones where it's like it hit the chains and it should have dropped, and I've had pull outs. Like I've mm-hmm. had legit spit outs, but this one was. It, I I just looked at it after and thought like, wait, really? That's yeah, that's possible, and it is. Yeah. I guess at least you saw it happen. Yeah, there's nothing worse. Like you think you make a putt, you pick up your mini, you look up, and the disc is rolling away. Oh like, no! Wait, wait, wait! Whoa, somebody, what happened? <laughs> I've done that in Vegas this year. I laid up a putt. I watched it hit the ground flat, like six inches short of the basket, picked up my mini, started walking over the group. And somebody's like, uh, you're still out. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it hit the roll bar and it's still rolling. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> so at least you got to see it and know what happened yeah. instead of the mystery of, well, what the heck happened? What, How did this get here? What just went wrong? Yeah. That's funny. Was that because of the wind? 
I'm Vegas sir. Uh, it was a tent basket, so it had those bars on the bottom. Oh. Hit one of those, and then the wind did the rest. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. I had no idea I didn't get to see it happen. I just now, saw it rolling. I this is just I just don't know this. Um, if you park it at the pole, do you still have to tap it in? Yep. Like, okay. So you have to finish the bet, the hole. Yep. That makes sense. And there's a fun little trend. I'm going to call it a trend right now going on with uh, creative tap outs. Uh, if you watch. So you can hold the disc, just tap the chains, and that's. No. Out. No, you have to no, put it in. No, it has to be supported by the basket. You have to drop it in. Okay. Same enter correctly, be supported rule. Okay. But um, AJ Risley comes to mind. He's doing on uh, strong hand, off hand, turbo putts through the leg, like drop it in the chains. A bunch of people are starting to get creative with tap outs. Nice. Because it's it's just fun. And yeah. if you're and filled, this is like when you're at the pole and you're just are dropping. Yeah, it. you're you're literally dropping it's it. It's a slam dunk contest yeah. of disc golf. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I like it's fun that. to watch. So AJ, keep being awesome. <laughs> I like that. Um Yeah, I'll have to go see some videos on that. Yeah. Uh so last week we talked about you throwing some new plastic. The uh West Side Warhorse and Anvil and the Latitude Fuji. Mm-hmm. This week, I threw something new. Or that doesn't have the same ring. You threw something I, new. Yes, you threw something new to me. Yes, <laughs> you threw something new. Thank you. Let's that, hear it. Yeah, Luke, yeah, it does sound better. Let's hear so, it. So, um, the uh, I'll just start the way I've got them written down. So, the warhorse. I'll go warhorse anvil Fuji. The warhorse is, and you told me this. It's not the disc for me. Like it is super overstable. It's I. I do like throwing some high speed drivers. I've talked about that, like the Shrike and the um, Shrike's probably my favorite disc right now. I like my Destroyer. Uh, I, I need to pull my World back out, but I like throwing that. So there's some high speed stuff that I like throwing. Um, I don't get the like the same effect out of them that certainly mm-hmm. that you do or mm-hmm. somebody that's throwing farther does. But uh, like the Ballista Pro, I could get 150 feet downrange and it would just go left mm-hmm. like that's that's just about what i could do with it and that was kind of where i was with the warhorse I, I i threw it and i could get it a couple times i got it out straight i mean there were a couple times where you throw it and it just left like just mm-hmm. goes left mm-hmm. 20 feet out of my hand and it's diving down but to get a uh i won't say i never got full flat out of it but i got close enough where it you know what is it they call it not then turn then fa- it turned fade. and then started to fade yeah um, but I had to put so much into it it's, to get it out there that it was like, this is just going to wear me out playing yeah. with this and not to the sense of like, I like getting work out exercise when I'm out playing. That's part of the reason mm-hmm. why I do this, but that, that was just too much. It was, it was, it, to me, it would be the effect of you go back to the gym and you start lifting and then instead of lifting weight, that's appropriate for you and doing more reps of, of lower weight yeah dropping the pin all the way down and doing what seeing what happens yeah like the dude who just brushes his teeth with creatine (laughs) is doing yeah and uh so it's just not the right disc for me um it's it's a lot for anybody but i think if you're if you legitimately have that arm speed it's probably going to be a great disc for you because i could tell it, it wanted to go far i just wasn't getting it there yeah or i think i made this analogy before it's like driving a you know, a Porsche GT3 versus a 911. Yeah, Porsche to the market. Yeah, you can drive a 911. And a 16-year-old can get into a 911 and drive the heck out of it. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're designed for that, you know, just like a, a regular 911. The GT3 is there. Effectively, it's a race car that's street legal. Mm-hmm. 
you can't <laughs> like you're going to stall it. You're going to, it's going to be very jerky. It's just not, even though they look the same effectively, they're, they're very, very different vehicles. And so, um, my captain's more like a nine 11. Everybody can throw that. It'll go pretty well. Yeah. The, yeah. This war horse is, it's a race car. So not the disc for me. If you're, if you're on the, you know, if, 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 the way Chris throws sounds more like the way you throw. Try it out. I can't remember. Is it going to make your bag or no? It very well may. Um, I like the Sparkle Defenders a lot, the Moonshine Sparkles, because they're very overstable. The Warhorse is very similar. So between the Warhorse and the new Lucid X Enforcer, I will probably phase out the Sparkle Defenders because the Warhorse will be easier to find. Fair enough. Because they'll go mass production where that Sparkle was a small run that came out very overstable. Yeah. So Warhorse, I very well may. Um, Warhorse versus Ballista Pro. Because everybody, people with big arms love the Ballista Pro. The difference? Yeah, for you. like Ballista Pro, thrown hard, takes a natural flex shot. Warhorse dumps left. Okay. There you go. So at least a disc, maybe disc and a half or two different okay. instability. Uh, next one was the Anvil. And this is a mid-range from West Side. Is it overstable? Understand? I can't even remember. Or it's just pretty the Anvil? stable, isn't it? Very overstable. Overstable. Very overstable. Not very, but it's overstable. It's overstable. Um, I liked the Anvil. I could throw it. I could do what I, it could do. I could get it to do what I wanted it to do. But for me, it it, I, it overlaps with too many other discs that I've got. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it fits probably between like my core and my um, Emacs. Or maybe my chariot, my Emacs, that I. Um, Interesting. But well, I'm not throwing it. Yeah, know, that's 300 feet either. But and I didn't throw it a ton uh-huh. to get a feel of it. But I felt like it was doing. Emac things. It was doing things that I can get my Emac to do, okay. and that I like the my Emac better. Or even between my Emac and just my regular Truth, I feel like I've got that covered. Okay. If I want something that'll go a little bit farther, then I throw maybe my chariot or my core. Um, and if I want something that's going to lay up a little bit easier that I don't have to pull back on, that's my suspect. Okay. So it just didn't fill a niche for me that I felt like I needed. Fair. Um, but a good disc, uh, if I were filling my bag now, like if I, you know, we're just trying to kind of build a new bag, I, mm-hmm. I may very well try the anvil again and see what I, what it could do. Yeah. Uh, the Fuji I liked a lot. Right. Uh, Fuji, I could get a good flight out of. It felt, um, well, it felt a lot like my Zion because it's the same overmold, the mm-hmm. Opto 2K or whatever. Uh, I I will pick up a Fuji when I, I see those. I'm a big fan. Um, I didn't throw it enough to really get a great feel of it, but <clears throat> I threw it enough to know I want to try throwing this some more. It's very verdicty. Yeah, and it feels – we've talked about how a mid-range – I don't like the feel of a mid, lot of mid-range discs. I didn't the gripping this felt good. I liked yeah. I liked the grip on it. Maybe that's maybe that's the overmold is a good, you know, kind of eight nine speed for me because it maybe yeah. that just changes the grip a little bit. So that's me. If you throw a little bit more, if the way I throw and why I play sounds a little bit more like you, uh Warhorse, uh if you want to buy one, put it up on a shelf until your arm gets a little faster. I'm or, I'll probably be throwing them in Kansas. The Warhorse? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would too if you're fighting through the wind. That's what like they're that. yeah. for. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a very aptly named disc. Yeah, it's to go to war. Yeah, it, it's all business. <clears throat> the anvil. I, there's a lot of people who don't throw mid range very much. They they feel like between a fairway driver and a putter, they just don't need that. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. Like I throw my mid ranges instead of fairway drivers for the most part. So uh, 
if you're looking for something to kind of fill that gap, mid-range gap, Anvil's going to be a good utility desk. You'll get to you'll get it. I could get it to do what I wanted it to do, mm-hmm. and I'm not great at this game. I think it's like a beadless justice that's seasoned. Yeah, there you go. I, I've never thrown a seasoned beadless justice, but <laughs> to me, it's not quite a justice, but it's good. Yeah. Um, and then the Fuji, I will buy, and I'm going to just take that out and see where it kind of fits. And I think it'll probably. Um, replace maybe like my I've got a villain that I like a lot but I don't throw a whole lot and it may kind of get the Fuji as far as a villain no uh, I know I don't know how far I can throw my okay. Fuji I didn't do it okay. but I can I, my villains one of my farthest flying discs but so it's not no. a whole lot further than like my strike or my defender because Fuji's like a five or six speed yeah so I don't think I can but I, but I the, but I'm just thinking, like I'm just thinking of discs that Shapes. I could pull out yeah, to put okay. it because you've seen my dip bag; yeah. it's pretty full. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking of things that I might drop okay. to put it in, um, and not that it would, but it. Uh, I'm not getting a full flight out of a villain, you know, using yeah. it the okay. way that you would, and Fair. so it to me it's a little bit more of a utility disc, and I want to get an I extra see. 10, 15 feet. So let me th- try let to muscle my villain up. out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it may it may be something that kind of fits well in that spot because it's. I don't know. Versatile. I, it's versatile. Yeah. But I didn't throw it a ton, but it was the one of the three that I liked that felt the best okay. in my hand and felt like I didn't have something that already did, did what it did. Cool. And to peek behind the curtain, I was throwing those, I think as a recording two or three weeks ago. So I'm trying to, to remember back. I should have taken better notes. Um, but yeah, if you're uh, if you throw like Gavin, get the Fuji. I also get the anvil. If you don't have a bag full of Emacs like I do, yeah. or if you like the justice, but don't like the bead, there you go. It, it's apt. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I think that'll pretty much do it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for, uh, writing in. We've gotten a ton of people writing in a ton of people listening. And, um, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no, no. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys. Uh, please write in proamdiscgolf at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf. Uh, we have Twitter and Instagram as well that we never use. Um, if somebody wants to manage those for us, let me know. <laughs> Social um, media. I'm, I'm old enough that I don't really know how to use. Honestly, I don't know how to use Twitter and Instagram very well at all. I'm not sure what they're for. Um, they've changed the world, but I don't. I, I, I think I missed that boat. So uh, uh, that's a... That's a I'm halfway kidding with that. If there is somebody out there that wants to help us with social media, please, that would be fantastic. Um, but until then, uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, however you can listen to it. We also should be on iHeartRadio. Um, oh, so I think we should be on there. I'm not sure if I got the confirmation email, but uh, check it out. If you can find it, let us know. If you can't, let me know also, and I'll try to work on that. But uh, you should be able to find us everywhere. If you're listening to this, you found us. So... <laughs> Um, thanks guys for listening and until next time keep throwing plastic cheers cheers